The World Series has been played on in the midst of two world wars, in the midst of the Depression era, but now in 1994, in the midst of the greed era in Major League Baseball, no World Series, no more baseball this year. Well, well Allison should know. What, what do you is say internet about anyway? Internet is uh, that massive computer right. network, the one that's becoming really big now. What do you mean? That's big. How does one normally? What do you write to it like mail? No, a lot of people use it and communicate. I guess they can communicate with NBC writers and producers. Allison, can you explain what internet is? You gotta keep them separated. Welcome back. This is Year of the Week. I'm Dan. I'm Fed. I'm Brian. We are very excited to be back in our third season. What is Year of the Week? Well, we talk about years, a week at a time, whatever happened during that year, the important stuff. It, we don't talk about it. It didn't matter. That's correct. So every episode will go through a different year. This year is 1994. 1994. We've done 1993. Sounds right. Maybe 1996, I think. If you're going to be lost, maybe go back and listen to those episodes. But here we are going to, we're going to tackle 1994. So what are we here in the intro, fellas? Did you guys listen to the intro? I, I, I did. Kind of just for a minute made me want to go listen to all of Keep Them Separated. Like for just a <laughs> sec, I was like getting into that in my office. What was the it first was- thing? So the first thing you heard was Nell. That was oh, right, Nell. Right. Chicka Bay. Yeah, Jody. Continue. Chicka Bay. That was Jodie Foster portraying a, a wood lady. Feral child. A feral child. A nymph, a if nymph. you will. Liam Neeson discovered her in his backyard, I think. She was sort of like Tarzan. Yeah. In a way. But she had her own language. Naked Lady Tarzan swimming around in a swamp behind Liam Neeson's house. <laughs> right. Was... And high, so she was high off of her Oscar winning portrayal of Clarice oh. in uh, Silence of the Lambs. I, I thought you were going to say Little Man Tate's also, mom. <laughs> also Little Man Tate's mom. She became Little Man Tate's mom. But this... I watched a little bit of it. There is a, the YouTube uh, clip that this was pulled from. If anybody wants to go check it out, it was just shit that Nell says. <laughs> <laughs> All put together. It was pretty good. A Twitter account and then yeah. became a TV show. <laughs> the best thing, though, is like the last, apparently, like the big finale of the scene is she gets up in court because I, I guess, you know, like this. And she just has a big speech. It's like to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> But she has a big speech, you know. It's all Chickabay. But it is all Chickabay. And everybody's standing, you know, everybody's like, you know, like nodding and teary eyed. And, you know, Joe Pesci's there, I think. That's that's a different movie, okay. I think. I yeah. didn't realize there was a courtroom drama. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's, t- so, I mean, there's I'm a guessing. car chase. The most, there's like some sci-fi elements. Again. It's, it's got something for everybody. Again, what I remember, what I know is uh, from the video shit that Nell says. So there, it might not have been that big, but I, I think there was, you know, people were deciding what to do with her. Should she be institutionalized? Should she be studied? She be, should she be dissected? That was when Liam Neeson famously, his quotable line from the movie, damn, 
what are we going to do with this now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, highly quotable. No, I. you know what happens, though? There is one part where he is mimicking her as well. Ah, baby, chickabee. <laughs> <laughs> I will find you, chickabee, bay. It was very similar to Taken. You know, this uh, 20 years off, but uh, you could see it. Um, so, okay, so next up in there was, um, oh, World Series was canceled. The big, the first big shutdown. No more baseball. That wasn't because of the earthquake, though, was it? Mm-mm. That was, that was a... It was a labor, season, labor, labor, labor dispute. Yeah. yeah. So they stopped playing baseball. Now baseball the world is still wept. the most loved game in all the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most popular. <laughs> Whether you're game. in Cuba or Japan. <laughs> yeah. It's the most popular sport. And then, oh, what we heard was that was um, Brian Gumpel. Gumpel. I think that's his name. Is I that think what that's, it goes by? that's incorrect. And uh, Katie uh, Karaik figuring out what the internet is. They, live on air. Just, just kind of sounding it out. <laughs> live on air, spitballing. <laughs> no research. Uh, well, because they apparently uh, they had presented a an email address where you could email, and Brian Gumber was like, "What? I don't understand what this is." You just write, like he was saying, like, first of all, I think the email address was violence at NBC. So people, he's like, that doesn't sound right. You know, and he's like, what do you do? You just write a letter? And you, he, he had no idea. And neither did, any, like somebody came in and was like, well, it's the big thing that's really popular. And then they call in the faceless person to answer. They really didn't know. And that's how it was. It's kind of weird. The internet is weird. Well, it's not so weird anymore. I mean, people... That's, that's before it destroyed everything. Well, the, the long, long ago when we still had a civilization and now we're, right. we're just you now know, it's pimping just... for likes on our <laughs> right. kids' soccer Which is better. photos or I don't whatever. Know. Yeah. Um, the thing that I got from that, though, is that like Brian Gumbel really thought that you were going to put something in a mailbox. Mm. Like That's where he, he was at because he couldn't even... It was going to be like a fax type situation. Or a fax. Like he had, there was no, like he couldn't figure out like what, how, do, how does that work? I um, remember as a child, I saw an ad in like a novelty catalog for a device where it has a hand that picks up your quarter and then mysteriously deposits it in the bank. Mm-hmm. And I had read that to me like it somehow got that quarter from your home to a bank. And I was just, I sat there for it. <laughs> I don't know what how long. Be like, alive. It's like I don't know how I don't know how this works. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Someone's got to run this down to me. And then probably my sister said, "That's the bank," and pointed <laughs> to like the thicker side of the device. And then she- I said, "Look." We don't have to talk about this again. <laughs> Look, Please. you're going to have to take care of me. For the rest. I cannot take care of myself. So please keep an eye on me. I mean, me. that is... I. <laughs> that, then I ate the catalog. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, to destroy all evidence. In a panic. <laughs> <laughs> no one can ever know. It's tears streaming down his well, face. You know, no one knows how young I was. And also, it was a bit disingenuous from that company. Yeah, no, I, those ads do There's seem... There's like some William Vernon type... Right, uh, they make it seem like there's some... You, you, or it's like, you know, part of a, a Bazooka Joe catalog. Where yeah. Or like, you know, the magic specs. Well, this was like, it was those catalogs. I think Lillian Vernon, it's a lot of support hose. Mm-hmm. Like a slug garden. Sea um, monkeys. Yeah. And then yeah. like a shirt about farting. Well, and they yeah. also have like the just... A lot of they toilet still have, stuff as well, yeah. A lot of toilet stuff. And and probably... Toilet, toilet putting. Man. Toilet putting is big. In yeah. fact, I actually, a couple Christmases ago, I did get a toilet putter. But that's... I never that's, used that. Has that... Has that I think work? it's a... Well, I can help. It's a fake... It's a hollow golf club that you can pee in. 
while you're golfing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So it's, yeah. it's like a road buddy for golfers. Yeah, it makes yeah. your club into a toilet. Yeah. You could also get, for number twos, is a driver nice. instead of an iron. Nice. Yeah, I had to go there. Last but not least in our intro was That's the Offspring, Come Out and Play, which um, that song is, I, I kind of like it, but then I also, it's kind of not it's kind of not the greatest song. Well, they're like the epitome of like that SoCal punk, which like I never liked too much. But I think that they were did it the best they could. And I think that they were among the few people who were like not rage against the machine level, but like they were kind of like, hey, maybe we shouldn't all be sexist or right. that kind of I don't, thing. Yeah, I don't think that they were bad people. I think it was a harbinger of like the shitty late 90s music that came after grunge, though. Yeah, in, new, in, in new metal, ways. I think, is what yeah. you're talking. And you. Me? No, and you, metal. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were accusing me of making <laughs> new metal. Well, how would I say it? I'd say it, and you? And you. Oh, and you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this year. We're going to go by month to month uh, with the top headlines researched by our top... By Murphy. By Murphy. Oh, so we also have to introduce Murphy. You might hear him. He might have an opinion or two. Uh, he's a dog. He's smooth. He's a smooth dog. <laughs> he's, a, he's currently under the couch, but he yeah. might... Um, Imagine Spuds McKenzie, but less, less sexist. Part, less party animal. Less party animal, more, <laughs> more nappy. T- timid. Yeah. Timid. And we also have to mention that we've got a time machine. We've had to dust it off, so it, the time machine is, allows us to speak to somebody who was from 1994, living there now in this uh, multiverse that we live in. T- time is, folds in on itself. All right, so here we go. 1994. January 6th, U.S. figure skating champion Nancy Kerrigan is attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard. Bodyguard? Jeff, I think Jeff Galuli. A boyfriend, yeah. At uh, the U.S. husband, I think. U.S. championships in Detroit. No, yeah. it, was, it wasn't It wasn't the boyfriend or the husband. It was like a hired goon. Oh, yeah. Galuli hired a goon. The goon is not to be confused with the, Alice the goon. Alice the goon from Popeye. Right. It was not Alice the goon. It was uh, just another a dude. Alice the goon, blameless. And we yeah. don't mean to cast aspersions. <laughs> So yeah, so that was a big cascading. That was like a big media storm. We don't have like those types of thing. Like everything is like in and out. There's one every six minutes. Right, exactly. It's always like Trump did this. Like everybody goes, oh my god, and then you forget it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like this dominated headlines for over a week. That's true. And multiple movies still like a few years ago came out. And I'll tell you uh, what. That there's a song that Sufjan Stevens wrote for I Tanya and. They said, no, thank you. But it's amazing. It's a great song. Okay, well, check it out. So the story was, is uh, in case, uh, for those of you who don't know, right? So Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan were rivals. I think Tanya Harding was specifically a rival of Nancy Kerrigan's knee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't have but, any problem with the rest of her body. But not prior to this. Or really prior to this. Oh. I think it, I think that knee gave her a look or something at one yeah. of the lead-up competitions. Right. Nancy Kerrigan drew a little face on her knee, and Tanya took it the wrong way, I yeah. think. Yeah. I, I think Jeff Galuli took it upon himself to take Nancy Kerrigan out. 
was the idea. And that sort of shit still happens today. That just happened. There's Is that a, how it shook out? Was it really that she was not complete? She did not plan this? So I, I saw the recent movie and yeah, they sort of exonerate her. And huh. she, she was just sort of a, she, she really liked camel lights. And uh, well, Stephen Comfort. calls her in the song, just some Portland white trash. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't want to, you know. It's okay. Sufjan said it. Sure. Okay. Well, (laughs) (laughs) how do you say his name? I'm saying Sufjan. I don't know if that's true or not. A neighbor of ours, though, for a while, I think. Yeah. No, I think if you, there's a couple documentaries. There's one that was like taken by a friend of hers, um, like live footage from that era (laughs) that she'd like her, like a high schooler just shot video of her. And she's a pretty tragic figure back then. It was like her home life was terrible. You know, and then here comes Nancy Kerrigan with her teeth. Yep. You know, Tanya Harding had no teeth. Right. Well, then there's another scandal about Nancy Kerrigan doing a Disney parade and her complaining on Mike about the Disney parade the whole time. See, that's <laughs> and then, what and then her people deal is. immediately stop sympathizing with her. Right. <laughs> As they should. They're like, oh. Oh, maybe she should have taken out her face instead. <laughs> I'm sure everybody I wish she involved. had been killed. <laughs> well, I, I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. And you know how when you go early at the Alamo Draft House, they show you a bunch of like kind of related media before the movie? They showed late night comics like Conan O'Brien and stuff doing Tanya Harding material for like 45 <laughs> minutes. And David Letterman and like... It was so embarrassing. It it really made you feel shitty about <laughs> about TV at that time. I've, I hated those monologues; were always so bad. My favorite thing that I ever read about Miles Davis was someone asked him why he he was never on those shows, and he said because I would have to tell Johnny Carson he was a sad motherfucker. <laughs> 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 but I think that was his answer. To everything. Yeah. Right. Why don't sad you sad motherfucker, man, Johnny? Fuck it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Well, this is actually in, by the way, the, the next one was under sports history. Right. So uh, Jack Nicholson, if uh, you're a young person, he was an ugly man who was uh, Who's famous. the third president of the United States, <laughs> I think. I can't remember who Jack yeah. Nicholson is. What happened, though? He uh, he hit someone with a golf club. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> he was cut off, and he struck a car. And then later, he told Golf Digest that he chose the two iron because it was a club he would never really use on the course. I love how Golf Digest decided they had to cover this story. <laughs> <laughs> it was in it's in sports history. Jack Nicholson attacks golf. a car. Yeah. Now this was around the time. This was a few good men era. Maybe a little bit later after that. This was m- more Wolf. Which is oh, I remember Wolf. Yeah. Crushingly bad movie. Yeah, I think he was starring in Wolf when he uh, decided. There seemed to be a lot of that in the 90s of like getting out. Like road rage was a topic. But freeway shootings were very big. Yeah, free, freeway shootings. So this is a little bit more. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Oh, time machine. Time machine's happening already. Hey, it's me, Jack Nicholson, see? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, we gotta update the firmware on this time machine. No, I, this is Jack. This is actually Jack Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, the one you know you love from yeah. all the movies. Oh, no, you sound wow. different. Is this, are you putting on airs now, or is this who you really are? 
I've dropped all the pretense. It's just me, Jack. Oh, okay. He's turning <laughs> oh. into Jack. Yeah, he's turning. Hey. I know people. I push my hair back and I go, it's me, Jack. Where's this it's me, Jack Nicholson? See? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, a, like Edwin uh, G. Ed, Robinson. Ed, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> From The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> So give Jack, it one three, see? Jack, what is going on with you? This golf club in the car. Well, look, I see. I I, I, I got I got a big bunch of golf clubs, and I lose my head. I grab them, start hitting things with them. How's that going to solve anything? Well, because I get rid of everybody else. It's just going to meet me, Jack, on the freeway. And else anyone needs, I'll just honk and say, "Jack, we love you." And I'll wave with my hands with golf clubs taped to my fingers. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> creeping me out. Yeah. Jack, where are ah, you? I'm going to tickle you with my golf club finger. Get away. Jack, where were you going that you needed to, that you were so upset about? I was going to go buy more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you need more dogs? Yeah, well, I love I loved buying dogs, love having dogs, but I hate buying dog food. So I keep running out of dogs, so I got to keep buying them. Because <laughs> you're not feeding the dogs. Uck, it's not my business. I'm not a dog doctor. I just know is they die a lot, so I got to get more dogs. This is terrible. I you can uh, surely you I can know a guy in the valley who can give me a, a duffel bag full of beagles for thirty dollars. <laughs> is that where you were headed on That's this a day? Hell That's of a right. deal for beagles. Thirty? How many beagles? Thirty. Thirty a duffel bag. Thirty dollars. A duffel bag. Okay. Full. Yeah, no, I don't know how many. I don't. I don't need to count them. I, don't I think say you get thirty beagles in a duffel bag. It's quantity over quality, though. This is one of those beagle. army duffel bags, not one of those like gym duffel bags. You're probably thinking of. Oh right, yeah. You see, you get a, a, a few Snoopy dogs. Stupid, yeah. Uh, it's one of the fat one, Otto and Spike, the one who lives in the desert. <laughs> Man, I, I I just feel like you could hire somebody. To feed the dogs. Look, I gotta, I gotta protect my own dignity. I can't have someone snooping around my place when I do what I do around the dogs. What are you doing around the dogs? That's none of your business. That's why I don't want people snooping around. <laughs> Is it dog related? All right, I'm trying to perfect soup. <laughs> dog soup? No, not dog soup. Just soup. Just soup. But the, I feel like people would make fun of me if they knew about it because, because it's my passion and I can't quite make it work. Hey, Dan. You can't handle the soup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, I can't. You cannot handle the soup. You, you think people would make fun of you because you're like a big movie star? Yeah, I think and I'm a like you actually have guy dreams? When all I want to do is make soup that tastes delicious. It seems like I'm all a you real do, homebody. You it know? seems like all you want to do is have more dogs. Yeah, yeah, more dogs. That's how I feel more powerful. More dogs. <laughs> Oh my god, the time machine just blew out. That, wow, that's not the Jack Nicholson I, that is not the wolf that I know. Did, did I tell you about the time my mom met Jack Nicholson? In Colorado, in Estes Park, there's this hotel, the Stanley Hotel, which is where Stephen King okay. thought of the idea for The Shining when he was staying. Okay, the Overlook area? Exactly. Okay. So, this is the hotel that he was, it's a, it's a fancy hotel in the mountains, and he was thinking about The Shining. So anyway, now and then they shot the the new version of The Shining there. Okay, um, it's a big part of Colorado lore. Okay, so 
My mother was there with her husband, and she sent me a photo she snapped with her iPhone. Then she said, we met Jack Nicholson. And it was a picture of her and her husband, and in between them, with a cigar and black sunglasses and, like, a jacket with a T-shirt, was a Jack Nicholson impersonator. (laughs) 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 And we had to... Break it to my mom. Oh, she but didn't, she, she but in fact, that person was at least 30 years younger. <laughs> like, he was doing Jack from like Wolf era. <laughs> she didn't think, she thought it was really Jack. Yeah. And he didn't disabuse her of that notion either. Like, right. apparently, his job wasn't to be a, uh, hey, this is fun, take a picture with the Jack Nicholson. Impr-. No. He yeah. was Jack. He was just a lunatic. No, that's also possible. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so how did she take it? Um, I don't even remember if we told her. Oops. I think we were like... <laughs> well, it's out now. Yeah. I think, in fact, me and Maya had an argument about it. No, I <laughs> Whether mean, like, to break it? In fact, because I, I just sent that straight on to Maya, and I said, uh, my mom met Jack Nicholson. And she wrote me back like, I didn't know you were the world's giantest idiot or something <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for a minute I was like, "Oh yeah, like Jack Nicholson," and then, and then I looked at it again and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, wait, like that's like that's nineteen eighties Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. He's like, <laughs> and also, like, yeah, he's just hanging out at the Stanley Hotel, just reminiscing with my mom. All right, going into March then. A photo known as the Surgeon's Photograph by Marmaduke Wetherell, previously touted as proof of the Loch Ness Monster, is confirmed to be a hoax. Uh, He was a British South African actor, screenwriter, producer, film director, and bullshit artist. And in the 1930s, he went to Loch Ness to look for the monster. I think if you go to Loch Ness to look for the monster, you're coming back with a photo. Yeah. You know, like, if you you don't come back with anything, you probably wouldn't have thought to do that in the first place. So this is, wait, real real quick, this this is like the picture... That we all saw, yeah. uh, like the black and white photo of like the dinosaur in water or I, something. I was fascinated when I was a kid. Probably made it to the X-Files intro. I think it yeah. did, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think we should definitely discuss the Loch Ness Monster, but I want to talk a little more about Marmaduke. Okay. Um, <laughs> because uh, I had a friend who had a really big dog. And, oh, the dog you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And Marmaduke, uh, the dog. Someone stopped them. They stopped their car on the street and said, Excuse me, that's a Marmaduke? <laughs> <laughs> that phrase has stuck in my head like. And that's a Marmaduke. Just, <laughs> Is that a Marmaduke? <laughs> yeah. There's also. My, I, don't, I, think, I think it was on Daria, which was like. I know a show that you were work that you, were, mm-hmm. you wrote. No. Uh, you created Daria. I created. And, uh, I am. I think at one point the dad just is in a bad mood and he picks up a newspaper and just yells, why don't they just put Marmaduke to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Which to me, that's that's, that's pretty top good. 10 jokes you can tell. Back on the Loch Ness Monster here. I think the main deal is, is this guy, he went to Loch Ness. He t- found some footprints of something and he took photographs, thought he found something. Then those photographs, it was turned out that somebody had planted those he got uh, footprints. He was punked. And so then he decided, and then the uh, newspaper that he worked for, I think this is the, the newspaper that he worked for, made fun of him and like lambasted him. 
And so he went back and created this whole well, here's what I would have convoluted him. scheme to get back at them. Because he saw footprints and he was like, oh, it's Loch Ness Monster. A monster <laughs> you famously wouldn't associate with footprints. It's like someone being like, oh, a car stereo. It must be a mummy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of so. people had sightings of the Loch Ness Monster like lounging on the beach and things like as a former enthusiast when I was a kid <laughs> like lounging on the beach like yeah. uh, that seems like a t-shirt from 1994 totally yeah, yeah. in sunglasses and right. yeah it says life's a beach or something <laughs> but yeah no I mean let's well, get past <laughs> Loch Ness 1996 <laughs> it, he was often seen on land I, I remember being very disappointed I was, a, I was an adult in college uh-huh. at the time when this came out and even then, I was still like, oh, man. And then I looked at that photo again, and I was like, wow, we were all dumb shits. Like, look at the He didn't even try. It's was just it, like a piece of plastic sticking was it out like, of the water. Uh, so, no, what it was was a toy submarine Yeah, with uh, some shit on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, from wood putty. Yeah. And sailed it around. I also see a lot of jobs listed on Marmaduke's CV, but I don't see anywhere that he is anything that approaches a surgeon. Now, I'm sure oh. you can answer this. Why would they call it the surgeon's photo? Um, so what what they did, Marmaduke and his son-in-law and his son created this photograph, and then they gave it to a uh, London gynecologist named Robert Kenneth Wilson, who was like, yeah, I like hoaxes. And he's the one that brought it to the newspaper. So, And he didn't want his name out, so they just called him a surgeon. <laughs> like, we need you to put this fake picture of this, uh, like this monster on there. And then he was like, well, uh, I don't mind putting a, a falsehood out there. I'd like to make a hoax. I like to I'm a gynecologist. My grandest hoax today is the female orgasm. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the state of the science. That was a then. real tour of English-speaking accents. They went you, from so South wait, Africa. Ha- oh, in the 19... This is in the 1930s this yeah. happened. So was there So they even- probably really couldn't call a gynecologist a gynecologist. They would just have to say a lady surgeon. Yeah. But right. then they would know that you don't mean a lady who's a surgeon. But then they giggle because, the whole time. From right. Then on. I don't think you could just you just have to say surgeon because anything else, if you just mentioned a female, the paper would be shut down. Right. People would just st- start fainting. Protesters yeah. would burn down your building, and the Ku Klux Klan would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just... The Ku Klux Klan would get on a boat to London <laughs> <laughs> and burn it down. <laughs> Yeah. That's our, that's we're our going movie. to Harrods to pick out some Liberty Prince, and then we're going to go kick your ass. All right, April 5th, already into April, Kurt Cobain. I got to take it down a little bit, Kurt Cobain. <laughs> the lead singer of Nirvana, he commits suicide at age 27. At his home in Seattle. Uh, his body was found a few days later. Uh, I remember where Comedy I was. Comedy gold. I remember where I was in my dorm room. That's when I, where I found out. I, I appreciate Nirvana now, but at the time I was like, oh, these guys, they just didn't seem good to me. They, I think because I think they were too associated with like being like breakthrough punk. And to me, they seemed kind of like, you know, they were teen spirit. You know, it's like, oh, you're complaining about being famous, even though you became famous. Why don't well, you go play? Why don't you go play in a church basement? But, but he he felt like that too, and and that that's kind of why he like went 
I didn't. Bananas. I didn't make him kill himself. It was, it's mm. Fed's fault. Is what I'm getting I around never. To. I never. How many said letters a thing did you write? How, how many emails? How many did, did you I send write them? or how many did I send? <laughs> yeah, it's different. How, how many emails? Fortunately, Kurt did not have email at the time. I wrote, Fed did. I right. wrote letters and then I put them in the whaling wall. <laughs> you better hope that we do not find uh, those emails are floating around in space somewhere. And if they ever you come better back, better hope Courtney doesn't find them. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Top headline for Heavy. 1994. So in May, Michael Bolton was found to have plagiarized the Isley Brothers song, Love is a Wonderful Thing. And, then, and also in May, they completed the, the channel, which is such a foul It seems term. like yeah. maybe we buried the lead there. That might be more important than this oh. Michael Bolton thing. <laughs> I don't know. So the pictures I saw, though... Um, was that are the, completing the channel was just basically like these two dudes like meeting like in the uh, you know international space station the rocks were still there and it was just like this little hole with both of their faces peeking out <laughs> did they is that what is that it is well, that it how supposed, it still is it was supposed to be a just a an expensive glory hole but then they were like well <laughs> look we've spent a lot of money maybe yeah. we should make it so vehicles could oh so they they widened it out yeah. oh my god it's a time machine hey look at the time it's machine it's actually happening uh, who's it who's this what uh, what's this eh this is my backyard you dig a tunnel in here what what was this i was trying to play i was trying to make a house for my wine and this uh, this English guy come in here uh, he, to try to drive a truck so here? It's the English. They're, you guys have made... What? It was the English? That guy was an Englishman? I should have be- I should have guessed because it stunk. No, th- you're supposed to be happy. This is a happy thing. It's in the oh, news. People this are happy. Is a, this guy tells me I should be happy. Oh, yes. I'm probably crying with tears of joy now. Why should I be happy is that someone ruins a home for my rabbits? I thought it was for your wine. Yes, my my rabbits drink wine. The French word for rabbit is wine. Oh, I have to give my rabbits enough wine so they are happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I are, guess are, you don't know that. You say, oh, maybe I got to go with the uh, hamburger and I don't eat the don't eat the habit from an animal that drink wine all the time. But yeah, we like to have <laughs> a uh, meat that comes from animals that's drunk. It sounds delicious. Oh my god, this guy's angry about you, the. You tunnel. don't even need to marinate the rabbit. You this just, guy's you yeah. Give the rabbit a whole bunch of wine. Well, because who could who would be not angry? Because maybe I was hoping one day we find that uh, oh, this is a place where more French people can live. The bottom of the ocean, <laughs> the English Channel will become more people. Yeah. Mer people. You were who halfway you, there anyway, right? Who was the English to take that away from us, huh? Yeah. But I know, I think it's a partnership. You go you both can live under the sea. I think. And Isn't that can, the idea? The ocean is not big enough for both of us. You can drive your car from Edinburgh to Berlin. Yeah. Nobody'd want to do that. But, yeah. well, it's, uh, but you're saying that we the people are going to be driving their cars to here? Wait, this is somebody else. Oh my God, there's a lot of people in this tunnel. Her name is Gary from Berlin. <laughs> and uh, I was wondering what you... <laughs> anyway, well, just stay away from the angry guy. 
<laughs> what are you talking about me? The fucking guy from Head and Better. Oh, different guy, but that guy's angry too. Yeah. Oh my God. This is like, this is a disaster. This tunnel is not bringing peace. This tunnel is uh, not good. You know what they say? Absence makes the heart grow fun. June 12th, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Lyle Goldman are murdered outside the Simpson home in Los Angeles. I love how you wrote this. <laughs> but there's, no, there's no subject in this sentence. <laughs> this happened in June. So, I mean, in the winter, we had Tanya Harding and Nancy no, Kerrigan. <laughs> Nancy Reagan. We had Tanya Harding and Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Tanya Harding killed Nancy Reagan on live TV. And then all of us, and that was a huge thing. I mean, still, and then, uh, and then just six months later, we've got uh, this, which is a, a horrible, horrible crime. I mean, murder generally is. Uh, we're against it on yeah, this podcast. But just like this media frenzy of a news story that still is referred to and talked about and made movies about today. I'm trying to think of one thing I can say that hasn't been said about this whole story before. That is difficult. And all I I got is I think O.J. Simpson could eat the most steaks. That's you, the one thing that he, hasn't been said about this. How many steaks is that? Like Just more than anybody. Yeah, more than yeah. I can't even quantify. Fed, Fed's never eaten a steak, so he has no idea. It's been probably forty years. <laughs> <laughs> Fed's forty-two years old, by the way. Um, yeah. used to, used to a lot of baby steak. <laughs> he did he use a knife? He did, Dan. That's fucked yeah. up. How would you stab your wife to death? Well, I just I, <laughs> I don't know. A knife seems really hard. That seems like. A lot of effort. Really? What, like, what would you use? A sword? Yeah. Yeah? Well, it's hard to find a sword. It's not that hard. You got to just go to a pawn shop or something. Got to go know. to a Renaissance fair. A knife. Then you got to sneak it over to her house. It's I mean, like... that seems like a crazy way to... He killed two people with a knife. Yeah. That's insane. But that's what happens all the time. That's what most... That's the main thing that happens with knives. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't know, like a like a giant uh, like a industrial sized blender that if, would do well. It. Then you have to like figure out how you to coax to pl- your wife into it. You have to plug it in. Yeah, well, I would the- build like a like a in- interesting like walk in geode. <laughs> Nicole, for your birthday, <laughs> yeah, I got you the world's biggest blender. I want you to see it from the inside. No, a geode. It looks like a geode. It's a beautiful crystal thing, and you're into crystals. So uh-huh. go walk in. Then it's revealed to be a blender, but this, by this then it's too late. Easier way you're thinking than killing her with a with a knife with it's a easier hunting knife. As far as effort for me, but but I'm not O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I I like to use my mind for murder, not <laughs> not my brute strength. The, the Napoleon of crime that you are. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who does Krav Maga. You know the Israeli art of self defense. Okay. And he took a knife defense course once. And he told me, if you are fighting, you don't have a weapon, and your opponent has a knife, you're basically fucked. There's no way you're going to get out of that situation without being cut. Okay. So, the best thing to do, slam your hand down right over the blade. Mm. (laughs) Sacrifice your hand. And then, the knife is useless. You're even. Again, you were going to get cut anyway. And then you can get the knife away from him. Nard kick. You're down a hand, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, make it your left it, hand. It sounds absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, me saying it out loud. And I'm sure all of our Krav Maga enthusiast listeners are going to be sending me cards and letters because I probably missed some <laughs> important step. 
Yeah, that makes sense, but, though. But no, I, I think you're wrong. I think if if you've got a big knife, <laughs> right, and you're trying to kill somebody, but you see, can I, probably kill him. I him. think the knife was um, the little and, and thing. And you're, you're on absolutely the, enraged. On the, you know, it was like the thing on the nail clipper. Oh, that would be hard. You're right. Yeah. But no, I think it was a big, long, like four inch long hunting knife that he killed them with. That is that what your depiction of four inches is? <laughs> it's about. <laughs> It's like yeah. three feet. Yeah. yeah. I just mean it was a big knife. Yeah. That's no, it. it's pretty, it's terrifying. I mean, like if you want to efficiently kill somebody, you want to do it with a gun, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Or a nuclear know. bomb. Oh, well, or then you got to take out all of Brentwood, I think. If you... What if you'd use a nuke? <laughs> if you just deploy a tactical nuke in her front, you'd you ring the doorbell have... and run away. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a, could Jump be in a, the Bronco be, and drive away. It could Probably. be a dirty bomb. Yeah. Right, because he'd it been would collect- kill her slowly over twenty years. <laughs> he'd been collecting all that nuclear. He'd been scraping all the stuff off of Timex watches. Just, for- yeah, all the well, most of those uh, those USC souvenir cups that you would sign are made of. Oh, right, pretty but close to pure uranium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> july we're in july we were about to skip july uh jeff bezos if anybody's ever heard of him he founded amazon <laughs> guess what he founded it with three hundred thousand uh, dollars given to him from his parents good for him what a dick that's all you need to succeed in this country what the is hell a six-figure loan from your parents that's that's it yeah you know so that was it, be, it started out as a bookstore and people thought you're crazy you know that's what people said <laughs> people were like people are gonna buy books in the future you're yeah. ridiculous <laughs> no, just, how can you <laughs> buy turned a out book? to be exactly true but yeah i'm gonna read in the future <laughs> read a book <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how most of <laughs> the world was already that's what your book you're that in your book most arguments were just fart noises back and forth. Just, just, just two men in the street just farting in each other's faces. So, anyways, yeah, that's just a lesson. You can do anything out there. You can start Amazon. You know, if your parents give you three hundred thousand dollars, half a million dollars, practically. So the thing is, is we kind of laugh at the or we mock the three hundred thousand. But like, if my parents gave me three hundred thousand in nineteen ninety four, it would have. <laughs> I would have just, I would have bought like a lake or something. This is called Dan's Lake. Yeah. Nobody can come in my lake. I, I would have bought like yeah. a, a thousand, you know, PS1s, or I guess, back then. You would have bought a huge 28-inch TV. Right. <laughs> Which would have cost just four. A whole bunch you know, of Intamin's donuts and watch. Yeah. The sickest yeah. laser dick player you've ever seen. <laughs> I would have rented an apartment, you know, that was like... <laughs> Like a hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Uh, I like to write this apartment in perpetuity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have started anything. Uh, I'll take jagged little pill on tape and CD. <laughs> no, I, I would have. I would have squandered that money. Yeah, yeah I would have. I would have gone skiing. But a also, lot, probably. I'm not an asshole like Jeff Bezos. Mm, yeah. So. <laughs> I still win. I don't know if that's something you can say about yourself, Brian. That's like saying like you have to have like other people it, say that. If I walked you. by a beautiful mountain lake sunset, 
I wouldn't do a thing with it. Dan would Whereas, buy it. <laughs> I'll try to buy it. Then you preserve it. Whereas Jeff Bezos would have said, how can I fill that with toxic sludge? Yeah. <laughs> happened in august woodstock 25 anniversary so tell us all about 94 well primus was there hmm, primus what's primus uh, it's one of those bands where the bass player is more important than the lead guitarist right yeah it's like I, you know the first time i heard primus i was like oh my god this is amazing and then i never wanted to hear it again yeah <laughs> i'm the exact same way yeah, it was like, like holy shit hey you're real good at the bass and then and i let's like turn this station oh yeah so what we have here on primus is uh, they played the song my name is mud and the audience responded by pelting the band with mud and so les claypool who is the bassist um that we're talking about ended by informing the crowd that you know when you throw things on stage, it's a sign of small and insignificant genitalia. That's what he said. That's how it got started. Woodstock 94. He was upset that he had mud thrown on him, so he said everybody had small genitalia, boys and girls. Yeah. I think maybe he was specifically referring to the women. <laughs> women have to be really pissed off to throw mud. I mean, that's the thing a man will do, like, well, yeah, just on, on, for, the, on the dare. Because it, it takes yeah. too long for the light to change. <laughs> well, unless we're going I got a bucket back. of mud I'm going to just throw. The thing is, I don't even throw it out the window. I just throw it in the car. Yeah. But there, why do I do that? You should stop bringing a bucket of mud with you everywhere you go. I thought it was important. Yeah. Yeah. My God, he, that dude is thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember the, the whole late 70s had a lot of sexy fill-in-the-blank wrestling? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Pudding wrestling. Oil. Yeah. Jello. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, blood. <laughs> when, when I was in college, not too long after 1994, probably, we went to a convention, a, a caving convention in Texas mm -hmm. with a bunch of friends. And we, had, we were there, hundreds of people camping, not in like a Woodstock kind of situation. And at one point, I said we should have ramen wrestling, and we should we should fill up a kiddie pool with ramen and then wrestle in it. And I didn't mean that, but that actually happened. And people went out and bought two hundred dollars worth of ramen, or well, probably thirty dollars worth of ramen. So making Murphy very upset. <laughs> Did you partake? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I'm actually I'm kind of a neat freak. Right. It's like like actually kind of grosses me out, and it did gross me out. Uh -huh. um, but, but did they put because they put the um, little packet flavor packets <laughs> yeah, in? No, they did. They skipped the flavor packets. I don't think yeah. they did. Yeah. I think they put the flavor packets in. Yeah, it was a I, lot of stirring and a lot. Of I feel like was there a moment though when like the, there was all full of the ramen and people just looked at it and were like, "Let's just eat this." <laughs> that right. <was> delicious. <laughs> Yeah, they just dunk their heads in it. it, just, it actually... Can you imagine the opulence of just putting your hands? <laughs> That's in how that. Rome fell. Yeah. <laughs> no, it actually like just turned into. So you know you can't like heat that much water, especially easily if you're a dumb shit. Um, well, you were camping. Yeah. So you have like a little whisper light. <laughs> so you broke into a national park and put it in a hot spring. <laughs> <laughs> we just put a bunch of river water in the kiddie pool with a bunch of ramen, and I think the way I remember it, it just sort of turned into a cake. Yeah, you know, it was just just dag nasty, just just pretty quick. You had yeah. some good friends. I also missed the term dag nasty. 
Yeah. Oh, dag nasty. Dag. That's that, bubbled up right out of out of my right, out of nineteen ninety four. You're talking about uh yeah, so wow. So Brian, would was this uh nude? No. Um people were wearing um bathing suits. They're bathing suits. All yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. Boys and girls is a real thing. Right. So probably um this caving, right? Yeah. Okay. That was we used to do that. Uh, is this, were, speaking of nerds, yeah, we used to right. Was this something where some of your friends, maybe not you, but was like, oh, this is my chance to maybe make out or at least touch like a, a woman's leg or something like that? Was hmm. this like a ploy to to maybe make out with somebody? M- most things I did in 1994, 95, 92, 93. We're probably kind of about that. And Set I had some ulterior motive. Yeah. Let's I start guess. a fire. Maybe fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no? Uh, okay. How about studying? Toast and... some marshmallows and read a dirty magazine. I don't know. That was the era of mutual masturbation. It was? No, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to September. Oh, ER. Boy, that was a terrific show, ER. It began in September of 1994. George Clooney enters the stage as Dr. Doug Johnson. Yeah. Doug's my... I don't know what his name is. Baslow. And then Anthony Edwards is on there. I think it's... Oh, was it John Barf? <laughs> Dr. Barf. John Penis Barf. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Dr. John Penis Barf. Yeah. ER was revolutionary, right? People were like, ooh, ER. I, I got the haircut. I got the George Clooney haircut at the time. I thought, I thought you meant the ER haircut, which I <laughs> didn't know what that I was. I remember he had a he had a he had a sort of a Caesar haircut to turn into sort of a trend oh, yeah. for a while there. That wasn't the first season though, but yes, you're right. I had that as well. Well, I feel like that was he was for a still, long time. People just—that's when people just stopped parting their hair for a long. There was a lot yeah. of parting happening before that. I think that was a Clooney thing. It was a, it was a great. It was like when burning bras and men finally twenty years later were like, "I'm, I am done parting my hair. I'm done." <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, forget it. Yeah. No, George Clooney. Women was, seem to like this guy. I'm going to see if I can look like him. Yeah, yeah. And you did. You succeeded. Yeah. You really succeeded. I was more of a. Well, Anthony Edwards, of course, was on. Uh, he was uh, the dead guy in Top Gun. Uh, Goose. Goose. He was Goose. He was Goose. He was dead the entire movie. That's the that's the <laughs> twist. <laughs> it's ironic because so often Goose are sucked into jet engines. <laughs> 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 that is ironic. Yeah. And then Noah Wiley. Oh, that guy. Um, I barely remember that guy. He was Star like the, of the librarian. Guy. He was the um he was like the young student. He was like the Doogie Hauser of ER. The young buck. And who had like a rich grandma. <laughs> yeah, his grandma did play a lot into that. It was weird. It was kinky. Yeah. Most of the episodes on ER, though, had to do with dudes getting their dick stuck. Really? Not in something, just on something. <laughs> Gluing their penises <laughs> they to things. glued the tip of their penis onto <laughs> various things. You That's mean a, like... Because it was sponsored by that company that sold <laughs> like the, the penis glue solvent. Yeah, no, they just... <laughs> no, they get there, like they were doing like handyman work with the super glue, and they... 
instead of like uh, in the they, nude, of course. No, yeah. <laughs> instead of like hanging on a bridge with the helmet, because <laughs> it sort of looks the same. They're like, oh, I'm gonna try this, but with the tip of my penis hanging off a bridge. That was one episode. Oh God, it was devastating. That's it was my like fetish. That's they had great. To, they had to like remove the the guy off. It's of one of the, the ones where they subway. All of the the dialogue like kind of was bleached out, and then they put just an audio of like a song over top of it as they went from like vignette to vignette. Of what? <laughs> of just people's people's penises being stuck to things. Yeah, you just, remember, just, remember how that things. was? Like they did like some of those special ones where they like they'd go from room to room and story yeah. to story, and they'd play like Tears in Heaven. Yeah, you, you would just see the mouthing dialogue but not hear it yeah you'd be like wow this is this life life is that, happening all that's, the time that's that changed television when you saw like the guys who glued his penis to the refrigerator door yeah. like you didn't really need to know why you well, just, it was, it was it just it, struck true it was more of a it was honestly it was less of a narrative novel it was a tv poem how about the guy that has his dick stuck to the he had glued it to the back of a bus, and he was just being dragged. Are, are the one he was wearing roller skates? Thank God. Yeah. Are there was the one old man who was already suffering from a dementia, and he kept talking about how one day he's gonna glue his dick to the moon. And then yeah. the last one, like they uh, they all take him to the roof and they <laughs> go through the motions, and then that he dies. Really moving. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I believe it was uh, Mickey Rooney. No, <laughs> in his final role. Well, no, they 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 put. Some some super glue on the tip put him in one of those water balloon slingshots and just shot him up towards the moon it was pretty much the same thing but then they, they yeah. used all their budget <laughs> to show him exploding too <laughs> <laughs> like early cgi it's <laughs> like why did he explode yeah and then they had like a card that's explained why he exploded <laughs> because it was they hadn't mentioned it earlier in the show but he had eaten a bunch of explosives yeah. right right in yeah. unrelated <laughs> it was dare. one of those like there's always like a countdown yeah. in those shows like so there's some sort of emergency but that was like I think that was like the epi- third episode and that's when people really started to sit up and take notice it began, well you didn't want to miss it for the water cooler talk the next day like like right now it's succession which I've never seen so I can't like talk to anybody because all they want to talk about is the damn succession right they would just throw the water cooler water on your face that's true they don't like me anyway Bill well, I remember Bill Clinton brought up ER, the penis episode. I I'll think say, in the in let's say what's wrong with this country? It can be fixed. The same the same dreams that makes people glue their wieners to stuff. <laughs> we can use that kind of dreaming to get them wieners unstuck off the stuff. <laughs> I think he said big government is over. Let's all glue our penises onto something. And the audience tonight is one of my friends, Jake Thomason from Missouri, who runs a small business and he's just helping kids glue their wieners to things right out of college. <laughs> <laughs> October, American jam band Fish, it's spelled with a PH, performs the Beatles' White Album as a musical costume during a show at Glen Falls Civic Center in Glen Falls, New York. What is a musical costume? Well, it's like they're they're putting on the skin of the Beatles. <laughs> you're like, who's on stage? I can't see. Right. It must be the Beatles because they're playing Beatles songs. And then someone would go, you fool. It's Fish. It's been Fish the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I saw Fish once. Hmm. Did you guys ever see Fish? Never did. did. The concert is still going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were. They they adapted the Grateful Dead audience and and shtick a little bit, right? Well, it's like for, it, if someone was like, "I love the Grateful Dead. I wish it was jazzier." That's who Fish was for. I yeah. I I I wish them well. I I don't think I would recognize a Fish song if it were played to, for me. What, what what's the biggest Fish, fish hit? What's the what's their biggest signature tune? Maybe like bouncing around the room. Or something. I don't know. They don't have like radio hits. <laughs> so that's that's sort of a nice thing about fish is if you're not interested, they're not gonna bother you. Yeah, like, I've, 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 nobody. It's not like um, you know. I bet you, you if you went to college in like Vermont, they'd bother you. That's true. <laughs> it would get around. Yeah. It would be a thing. All right, let's move on to November. Oh, November 5th, uh, George Foreman. You know George. Uh, he won the uh, heavyweight world championship. Uh, it looks like both of them by knocking out Michael Moore, becoming the oldest heavyweight champion in history. I think he was like 44 or 5 or something like that. And if you don't know who George Foreman is, maybe you know his grill, which came out the same year. I got one for Christmas in 1984. Yeah, a uh, hundred million of them. You were one of a hundred million people who got the George Foreman grill that yeah. that winter. My mom sent me one. Which yeah. inspired it inspired other grills such as the Evander Holyfield Real Deal Grill. Get out of here. And the Carl Lewis Health Grill. They had they were competing <laughs> grills. Yeah, there's all the same grill. Right. So George Foreman he he won this fight and then he started selling this grill. Which was I had a I had one of these grills as well. I, I thought it was going to change my life. Did it? Yeah, it did. It used to be a big fat piece of shit before <laughs> that, right? No, it, it just changed. It changed everything else. Well, here's a surprise. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. I used to watch a fair amount of boxing as a younger person, hmm. and I felt hmm. like this was like the era of like the worst heavyweight boxing there ever was. It was a lot of times it's bad. Big mm-hmm. battleship dudes. Yeah, hitting just each lumbering other, like, people who like yeah. had like what eight punches and then they're gonna hit someone in the face and then because they're just giants they do, people just watching to see brain damage happen live yeah i mean the thing with george foreman at this age or even though he's 45 at the time he seemed like he was 70 right. to me yeah and he had like his shorts pulled up to his nips you know, he, was, so. he was not in terrific shape for a 45 no. year old no, no he right. was a big he, fat man yeah i think yeah, fatso is fatso. i think he That's back fair. then that was what, what he, he identified he put, as a he, fatso he yeah. called himself a fatso so you can say it so anyways but then he turned to selling grills the lean green fat burning machine because it uh what that george foreman grill did was knocked out the fat. <clears throat> it knocked it was out the tilted fat. basically that it was, was the tilted. whole thing yeah right. and you had a little plastic <laughs> cup that you put under it to catch the fat from your two miserable chicken breasts and then you drink the fat yeah well, <laughs> or you just use it as hair well, what hair happens cream? if you lost that little dish yeah well you're you fucked just, yeah just, and of course you did immediately uh, infomercials were very big in the 90s i don't know you don't see it that much more you don't, you don't have to watch an infomercial it used to be like on a sunday morning you'd turn on the tv and that's all there was i think they're still on I think that's still happening. Really? In fact, I think I think that's like a whole industry where they they sell garbage. On, Is it just like on Fox News or something where like literal like, garbage? The, the channel people only just have on and they never turn it, so it's like like well, I guess I'll watch this. Thing. The other right, day, the magic I was, bullet. I was watching. ESPN Fantasy Football Now mm. on Sunday morning, which has got to be like the worst program that I watch. Yeah, we got to cut that. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching that for my own personal reasons. 
But one of the products they Are showed. Masturbating? Yeah, I was jerking it. That's my fetish. He was um, gluing the tip of his penis to a football. <laughs> one of the products was these sunglasses called combat glasses. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, they're $20 and they block the sun's harmful rays and they look, you know, like you Combat-y. can imagine. And they 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 showed a bunch of dads like putting them on and going like this, and it's like they're, they're 1995. But if you order now, we'll send you two pair for the same 1995. <laughs> so like, I think that shit is still all out yeah. there. Or we'll send you a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't matter. We make them for a nickel. We're hoping for <laughs> one cell. <laughs> like you can have as many as you want, <laughs> no problem. Wow. Yeah, but that's not a whole. That's not like a half an hour. Like George Foreman would devote like a half an hour to talk about this damn grill i think think. they invented it during the 90s and that's why you remember it but Mm. i think it's still out there well ron he he recently died i think this year he invented that whole genre of selling like the the blender right or whatever at some point i had been hammered over the head so much that i bought one or i think i found one on the side on the street and i was like this looks good and i brought it home and used it well, I think I'd heard from people that it's a it works. I mean, it's a fairly yeah, it works. You can make paninis. It was a single use product, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I think like it, it was the instant pot of nineteen ninety four. It was like everybody bought one, and then everybody immediately. It was kind of junky. Yeah, yeah, like you well, open up too, the thing, yeah. and it was like all cluttery. I mean, maybe it's because I bought one that was on the garbage, but I <laughs> yeah. bought it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I gave my garbage. I put five dollars for five dollars. <laughs> I gave the garbage five dollars and I took it. Yeah, but I, you're supposed hey, to garbage. make garbage. Here's my number, just in case. <laughs> in case what? Oh, garbage! I didn't know you were gonna. Be. Okay, so, 1994 I'm garbage a, just I'm came out of the time machine. So no, I, I would have. This way, I probably. Yeah, this was probably just a purchase because I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. I'm going to get healthy. Frying all your food at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> right. just took care of it immediately. Yeah, right? just the ju- Well, your hamburgers. You're, I, mm-hmm. First of all, I never made a hamburger in my life. Like that's, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not one to make yeah. hamburgers. I didn't make a hamburger until 2017. Right. Yeah, there's no reason to make a hamburger. But that's too. what it was made for. It's like you're you're going to make yourself a hamburger for lunch. But you don't, you don't want all the flavor in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just you want squeeze, a dry, crumbly hamburger. You squeeze all the thing out. So it's just like this. It's just meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just general meat. Right. Yeah. And seasoning. Was he, he had to put the seasoning in there. It probably came with a cookbook as well. Like, so you had to do like your whole Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. You cook your turkey. <laughs> How do I do my desserts? Well. <laughs> We're glad you asked. Wait till you see these biscotti. It's about to come out of this thing. Here's a pie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a squished pie. It's delicious. No, it's a pie panini. Yeah. You start with a McDonald's fried pie. <laughs> yeah, right. so step one, go to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like where did where did that where did they get off like to whom was that a pie really so like i haven't had one in over 40 years but i remember them being delicious no, like, there they are, were, but, but like, it's not a pie <laughs> it's like a whole it's like it's a, a hand pie <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing no it's you guys not have got a real strict there's definition no of pie <laughs> there's not hand pie it's a thing i mean i it know is. it's like in like where in, in wales or something it's american yeah. as american as like, apple hand but pies that's the one one place that mcdonald's is like well we're also going to do some kind of welsh stuff here <laughs> so a welsh is hand pie country 
Yeah, yeah like a go, meat pie, like a savory down, thing. When you go I down see. the pit. Right. But, but they never fried them. It's like a weird like dessert empanada. I don't know. When you yeah, say hand a, pie, it's it basically sounds... basically an empanada. But they, they weren't going to ask Americans to learn that word in that year. Yeah. Hand pie sounds like a pie made of hands. Mm. Mm. Bon- a, hopefully boneless. Yeah. Hand meat's very tough. Yeah, right? It, yeah. Seems like, it seems like you're going to get a stray bone Just in there. Tendony. Yeah. And yeah. tendons. Yeah. You got to be really desperate to make and bake That's the last part a, of a human being you're going to eat. The hand. Maybe the hair. I don't <laughs> <laughs> What would be the first part? Yeah. The, the, the butt. The butt. Yeah. The butt. Yeah. <laughs> the butt? Well, yeah. what about boogers? Because people are eating boogers anyways. I mean, children. You no, get... I don't think they have a lot of calories in them. So you think the George Foreman Grill like also had recipes for roadkill? Or, or just... cannibalism. <laughs> or just, yeah. Just human. Stick somebody's face in Stick there. Stick your own leg in. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of books to have a section for long pig, and they don't, they don't <laughs> want to discuss where the term comes from. What the from. hell is long pig? <laughs> That's, from the other That's you, Dan. That's me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't want that. You're especially long pig uh, i think the idea is that humans and pigs are physiologically very similar right there's a theory that that's why all the religions ban pigs because oh, okay. it tastes just like human flesh yeah, taste for pork and you want to start eating human being yeah mm. like minute 20 of the george foreman infomercials they start <laughs> they start getting around to what human meat tastes now, like george, i want to take i want to defeat my enemies now i want to gain their powers well you got to eat their brains <laughs> <laughs> what's dripping out of the brains because I don't want to lose all the goodness, yeah. all, all their powers. Those are bad dreams. Oh, those are the bad dreams that are getting dripped out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all that's left is like the clever ideas <laughs> and, and memories of what grandma's house smelled like. That could get confusing, though. That's true. If I'm eating somebody else's memories of their grandma. Yeah. So anyways, George Foreman, 100 million girls. There's also, by the way, we included Evander Holyfield and Carl Lewis. That's that's hilarious that they had competing girls. But I don't remember all, that. They also have, uh, in conjunction with the George Foreman grill, as a partnership, they had Jackie Chan to reach the Asian market. That that's is true. true. So the Jackie Jack, Chan grill? The Jackie Chan grill. I imagine those commercials were pretty tasteful well they were for the asian market they probably he probably produced them himself or something he wouldn't farm anything out if he could do it he would do it yeah he yeah, did it all that's exactly right, so he oh right. right so he performed all his own and stunts he probably got hit by a bus and like yeah <laughs> he performed his own stunts and produced his own grills i think so yeah he probably built them in his garage <laughs> he built his own grills <laughs> Um, all right, December, should we finish off the year? Brian. The initial release of Netscape Navigator, a web browser that will control the majority of the usage share for web browsers for the rest of the 1990s. Netscape Navigator. I still remember the logo was sort of a, a ship's wheel, like a pirate's, pirate ship's wooden wheel. Uh-huh. And when you would you know, hit go, like to request yahoo.com or something, the background behind the, the logo would... It's like a sky movie. Yeah, sky. It. it was a big N, though. Wasn't there an I N think it on was there a change. Well? I only remember the N. I don't remember the wheel. Hmm. Yeah. I remember sort of both, but I do remember like the sky. There used to be, so when you would load up a website instead of a circle or whatever, when you were like like today, 
when you can't load your website in zero seconds. It used to be you'd you'd watch this little animation thing and it was just part of it. It would load up the scores from basketball games from three or four nights ago. It's crazy that it ever worked. You know what I mean? Like, remember back then, you'd look at that and you'd be like, eh, you know? And like... I think people were giving up on it constantly. It yeah. was just a, like this strong, brave cadre of sex freaks. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nonstop. Yeah, That's why definitely. it worked. It's because... why it works, the porn. And honestly, probably white supremacists. Just yeah. those people who needed a way to do that. Right, so the porn helped with like all the media, the pictures and the video, and then the white supremacists, you know, the getting networking. In, get the networking out, right? Right. But to be honest, I was I was fine with the pixelated anything that had like that looked like skin it was fine yeah sure. you know because i was so unused to seeing skin in picture form get that one screen cap of goldie hahn uh in the <laughs> bathtub from the the 1988 movie wildcats <laughs> and you'd download that on your netscape navigator right. it take, like take four about 14 hours. minutes and you'd be like hey brian you coming all right hold on hold on <laughs> I'm Wait. gonna print out this but, picture. <laughs> my dot matrix. Dot matrix, right. Put it under my mattress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably why we put up with it. Maybe. You know? Why the internet? Like, I like, mean it's like if you Because people saw a future. They're like, I this is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there like a first nude that was put up on the internet? It was the same day they made the internet. Like <laughs> yeah, it was right. Yeah, like they, they they did it like Oh, and in, it was Goldie Hawn. Yeah, wow. it was in in the movie. <laughs> She's in the bathtub and Wildcats. I thought I was probably You can see like her left nipple. But right. it's a, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Right. It's the Spoda Kings. Better, Better than diamond rings. <laughs> it makes me want to sing. Hey, so Another year. Let's talk about the music, which I thought was pretty good this year. These well, are like all my favorite songs. Personal favorite. is my year. Also, I think Marfy got so excited he barked and farted. Did you call him Marky? Marfy. Marfy. Marfy's farting again. He cannot get control of himself. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the music that we heard. I'll, I'll start off in January. That was uh, Black Hole Sun. By oh. Soundgarden, just awesome stuff. Mm. Chris Cornell, maybe the sweetest voice in the business. Yep, silenced, also deceased. silenced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. There's a lot of death. A lot of people are dead that from this uh, from the music. Yeah, it was a big. Uh, I mean, heroin is uh, that's not good for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, well, no, heroin can kill you. Alcohol is actually cumulatively worse for you. Okay. Smack is whack. Kids. Smack is whack. Smack so, uh, is whack. <laughs> February. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots with a highly overrated interstate love song. Oh, overrated? Yeah. Well, you don't like it? I'll tell you the truth. At the time, I think I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's Scott Wieland, he went, he did a, he pulled a Wieland. What do you mean? Wieland. Wieland, I think. Wieland pulled a Wieland. Well, what do you mean? What's a he, Wieland? Uh, he just got, uh, he, he died. <laughs> well, he did, but not before is he, he dead. He yeah, found it. The Wyland Butani Company, which is the the parent company in Alien. He's dead. He's dead. Everybody but Eddie Vedder is dead, and yeah, yeah Eddie Vedder really. kind of sucks. No, he's great. Yeah. Uh, March, your favorite? Uh, yeah, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. I just heard it too much. Sorry, yeah, heard it too much, but it was there. That, it's that, like Zeppelin Four. Like yeah. it's just it's good, but you never want to hear it again. April, we had Green Day, When I Come Around. That's a good album. You know, I know that people are back and forth with them, but uh, we're on May. Veruca Salt, Seether. Great oh, that's song. a good one. Written about the cat Seether. One of those 
written while like there's just an animal in the rehearsal studio and they oh yeah yeah it's either neither black nor white it's a tuxedo cat there you go june was uh weezer undone which is also known as the sweater song all right uh Uh, oh yeah mazzy star poignant for fed i know (laughs) yeah well also just a really good song very good great song to shoot smack to if you're Scott Weiland or whatever. Well, I don't know. Who's that lead singer? Uh, someone Sandoval. We Hope all, Sandoval. We all loved her, right? And still do. I would take a bullet for her in the face. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got to stop DMing her that. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah. She did ask me to do <laughs> that. Yeah. Homemade animation. Just depicting of it. My, my self exploding. You, <laughs> you will be wearing my brains. <laughs> It's my my fetish. (laughs) (laughs) August was uh, pavement cut your hair. September. What's the frequency? Kenneth, blah, blah. Seven, three. Blur, girls and boys. I mean, these are good songs. I think I give the mid-90s some a lot of grief. But I think this was maybe the last year that songs were okay. I, I think what was bad for me is when Hootie and the Blowfish came out. That was signaled the end of the 90s for me as far as music worth. It was like when that guy got stabbed at Altamont. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the same thing. Uh, all right. So November, Portishead, Sour Times. You still hear that on the radio. Another great song to shoot up to. Yeah. I, these are I all good imagine. shooting up songs. Yeah. And then the best song to shoot up to. Collective <laughs> Soul Shine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that a Jesus song? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, gang. So hey, okay. So let's rate this year. We have a, that was 1994. Everybody, the top headlines. I'm gonna give that a check. I think 94 was kind of a check. It's a transition year for me. Ten, ten stars for me. Ten. Yeah. Oh. Big wow. year. Big, Big year. Oh yeah. You get you had a lot of top headlines. Pulp Fiction. George Foreman Grill. Noodle wrestling. Noodle wrestling. These are all good things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think it's gonna be a long time before we have a year as good as '94 again. Right. Okay. A fist stick knife gun. I'm gonna say knife. A knife. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So thanks for listening. Can we instead say thanks for glistening? Yeah. Thanks for glistening. <laughs> I think that's funny. We have, the, we have the shiniest listeners in <laughs> yeah. all podcasts. Thanks for glistening. We'll be out with a, a new year coming soon. Hey. So also, you know what I wanted to say? Uh, thanks for listening to that was 1994. You know what? If you want to support the podcast, you can actually do so now. Did you know that, Brian? How, how can I support the podcast? You can the support the personally. podcast by going to theyearoftheweek.com, and there's a link there where you can buy us a coffee. Dan has not had a coffee in six months, <laughs> so please, someone, I'm won't close you to death. please buy Dan a coffee? So anyways, thanks for listening. Good night or good morning. Whenever you're listening, good afternoon. This is the year of the week. 